lesson from the Hebrew Scriptures this morning is from the book of Job, chapters 38 and 39. I'll explain in a moment why I've chosen this passage for our consideration today. This comes relatively late in the book of Job. For the first 37 chapters of this book, Job and his friends have been speaking, and now it's God's chance to address Job. Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. Who shut in the sea with doors and prescribed bounds for it and said, Thus far shall you come and no farther, and here shall your proud waves be stopped. Who has cut a channel for the torrents of rain and a way for the thunderbolt? Can you bind the chains of the Pleiades and loose the cords of Orion? Can you hunt the prey for the lion and satisfy the appetite of her cubs? Who provides for the raven its prey when its young ones cry to God and wander about for lack of food? Did you give the horse its strength and clothe its neck with mane? Do you make it leap as a locust? The horse laughs at fear and is not dismayed. It does not turn back at the sword. With fierceness and rage, the horse swallows the ground and cannot sit still at the sound of the trumpet. When the trumpet sounds, it says, Aha! From a distance it smells the battle, the thunder of the captains, and the shouting. Pray with me. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. A long time ago, the word stewardship, a meaningful and integral component of our Christian vocabulary, somehow got handcuffed to money. Stewardship became a synonym for fundraising. But it's so much more than that, and so this fall at Kenilworth Union, Joe and Katie and I are trying to expand that word stewardship back into its originally expansive meaning. A couple of weeks ago, I told you that at thesaurus.com, synonyms for steward include custodian, waiter, and flight attendant. But it's so much more than that. We are all of us stewards in more ways than we know, even and maybe especially in our professional lives. If you are a teacher, you are the steward for other people's children. If you are a nurse or a doctor, you steward your patients thriving. If you are an investment counselor, you are a steward of your clients' portfolios. Even if you are the CEO or the managing director of a huge public corporation, you steward the institution for your shareholders. We're all stewards, and today we think about caring for our home. And so you see what's going on in that poignant poem that I read a moment ago from the book of Job, right? For the first 37 37 chapters of this sprawling book, which bears his name, Job has been complaining to the Almighty about God's management of the universe. Shakespeare has Hamlet say, when troubles come, they come not single spies, but in battalions. And Job has battalions of troubles. And he's not bashful about voicing these troubles and these complaints. Multiple times, manifold waves, Job says to God, what the hell is going on here? I am in hell. And by chapter 38, 
Job has exhausted God's patience. God has had enough, and God thunders at Job aggressively from the whirlwind. Gird up your loins like a man, says God to Job. You think it's easy running this place? You think this is like managing a Costco? Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Oh, wait a minute. i got to go back to the beginning. Sorry. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Did you shut in the sea with doors? Did you say to its proud waves, Thus far shall you come and no farther? Did you give the horse its strength and clothe its neck with mane? And what I love about this passage is the pride God takes in God's handiwork. God is very proud of the vast, inscrutable, near infinitude of nature. God thinks the kaleidoscope of color and symphony of sound and miscellany of shapes and quilt of textures and zoo of leaping, flying, diving, scurrying, burying beasts is a masterpiece. And God is right about that, isn't she? This is all mine, says God to Job. This whole furred, finned, feathered, four-footed, floraled, fawned menagerie of leptons, lichens, leeches, lilies, lavender, lilacs, locusts, lions, labradors, and Lutherans. This is all mine. At least care for the small part of it that I've given you charge of. Help me protect it. So, how are we doing caring for our home, this planet? Let's concentrate on the good news and hope and what we can do this morning, right? Because the media has taken care of all the bad news for us, right? Every day, every calendar day of this year, 2019, it's gotten to the point where those of us who love nature are afraid to go to the end of the driveway to retrieve our newspaper or to turn on the evening news. And so you already know that the earth has lost half of its wild animals since 1970, including bees, bats, and butterflies, these pollinators without whom we do not eat. It's as simple as that. You already know that one million of the two million species known to humankind are on the verge of extinction. And here's an irony I love. Wolverines long ago fled the state of Michigan and pretty soon in a warming world Ohio Buckeyes will migrate north and be found only in Ann Arbor. <laughs> you already know that half of the world's coral reefs are dead. You already know that Glacier National Park is called Glacier National Park because in 1850 there were 150 glaciers there. There are 39 left. In 10 years they may, there may not be any. You already know about the Great Pacific Garbage Patch, twice the size of Texas. And so enough of that, enough of the bad news. Where is the hope? What can we do? Well, here's some good news. Did you know that 15% of the world's land mass is protected under sanctuary, including the entire Serengeti. And that 7% of the world's ocean are under sanctuary, including the Florida Keys. I think that's pretty good. 
It's true there are only 700 wild tigers left in the world and only 30,000 blue whales from a peak population of 300,000 before the whale hunts. But wherever these animals are protected, they snap back. Nature is so resilient. If we do our job as human beings, nature will flourish. The Endangered Species Act is a near miracle of public policy. Since 1973, this public policy has prevented the extinction of the bald eagle, the grizzly bear, the gray whale, the American alligator, the peregrine falcon, the brown pelican, the Florida manatee, and the gray wolf. A near miracle of public policy. California, Hawaii, and 200 municipalities and counties have banned plastic bags. This is a ban which will become more and more comprehensive over the years. We bear in mind that California and Hawaii are ocean states proximate to the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. I was driving with a friend the other day. I picked him up to go to a meeting or something, and we planned to stop at Starbucks to get a cup of coffee. And I was pulling into the driveway, and he says, do you have any travel mugs in the car? And I said, no. And he said, well, let's skip coffee then. I'm not going to use another one of those wax-coated paper cups at Starbucks. They can't be recycled. I thought that was pretty wise. My wife and I flew to Scotland last week. We spent 16 hours in the air round trip. Nothing will bring back the three square meters of Arctic ice that jet fuel melted, but we purchased a carbon offset and contributed some funds to organizations which promised to do projects reversing the harmful effects of those emissions. This is a wonderful time to be alive. You know that the Amazon is burning because of increased global beef consumption. But at the same time, the food industry, including Tyson and Smithfield, are placing more and more plant-based products on your grocery store shelves. This is a wonderful time to be alive. It's better for you, and it's better for our common home. And so we can vote for politicians who care about our grandchildren. Yes? You know what the golden rule is, right? Have you heard about the golden rule 2.0? This church's mission statement is, love God above all and your neighbor as yourself. That's a version of the golden rule. Golden rule 2.0 is that your neighbors include your unborn grandchildren, even to the third and fourth or the seventh generation. That's the ancient Iroquois philosophy, right? We make decisions today and think about the impact our current decisions have upon our unborn descendants, even to the seventh generation. Now, will any of this make the slightest bit of difference in reversing global warming or rising seas or stopping species extinction? Of course not. We can't make a difference by ourselves. It's too small and private and local. We need global and public change. But when was that the criterion ever for how we decide what's right and wrong? It's not the smallness, but the rightness of our decisions that make them correct, right? That's how we decide how we, how we act and what our habits will be. And so you know what Gandalf says to Denethor in The Lord of the Rings, right? 
All worthy things in peril as the world now stands, these are my care, for I too am a steward. Did you not know? All worthy things in peril as the world now stands, these are my care, for I too am a steward. In that passage I read from Job a moment ago, I love God's pride and God's handiwork. God says to Job, where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Job, look what's happened. I took the most common basic building blocks of the universe, carbon, nitrogen, hydrogen, oxygen, and I bent them into loops, and I linked them into chains of acids, and twisted these chains into a double helix of extraordinary possibility. And look what's come out. I bet even God was surprised by some of the stuff that's come out of creation. Job, where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Did you shut in the sea with doors? Did you cut a channel for the torrents of rain? Can you bind the chains of the Pleiades or loose the cords of Orion? Did you give the horse his strength or clothe his neck with mane? No, you weren't there. But now you are. Here you are, my steward, my partner. Help me protect it. Make it flourish. It's the only home you will ever know. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Amen.